Hi everyone, I'm happy to be back with another episode for the winter series and uh, yeah, I hope you'll enjoy it. My name is Yaro and you're listening to the Creative Rituals podcast. So how do I expand my attention span to dive deeper into subjects I love? I've been thinking about that a lot and I will cover areas such as technology and social media, special interests, building that reading muscle, letting myself dip into things, hand making, and long form conversations. So if you're curious, I hope you'll stay. I'll give you a few updates from my end before I dive in. Um, like I said, this is part of the winter series. There's more episodes to come. I would love to hear your requests. So if you yeah, want to reach out and request something for an episode, um, I'm absolutely here for that. Um, I have moved to Substack last month, which I'm so glad I did. It's been really beautiful to connect with you there. You can now comment on my newsletters. You can hear me read them out to you. You can talk to other people in the community. And I'm offering free monthly Spark sessions on Zoom, where we're meeting on the first Sunday each month to um, yeah, set intention and uh, work with a little guidebook that I made, which you would also get for free. So the guidebook is offering different practices like tarot spreads and journaling prompts and um, practices for business owners as well. And I used to offer intention setting sessions where we would all walk through the same journaling prompts one by one. And I just felt now that maybe it's more fun to be playful and to, you know, have everyone do what they want to do but we're meeting up and we're lighting candles and setting intentions together and it's a huge chunk of accountability I find because on my own it's really easy to just kind of you know sit down draw a card or two and then get busy doing something else but in this way we have this whole hour where we really you know tune into the month ahead and I'm so happy to be sharing that with you so yeah you can join that for free on my website um on the homepage yaromagdalena.com um, I would love to have you and then the last thing I want to say for updates is that I was planning to offer a program called The Well starting in January and I'm still hoping to do that but there's a chance that I might have surgery in January in which case I can't commit to those live sessions and The Well would become a pre-recorded program um, so just give me another week or two to think on that and hear back from the hospital hopefully it's not going to be anything major it's just um, a revision surgery on my leg um, and as soon as I have a date I'll make a decision so yeah stay tuned for that <clears throat> and then let me dive in so let me just circle back to the question first how am I expanding my attention span to dive deeper into subjects that I love I think that's a really common problem for so many of us and um, we're heading into winter now the days are getting shorter and for many of us there's this real awareness that having a committed creative practice, rituals, meditation, more time to read, to cook food would really be so nourishing but it's hard to make time, it's hard to find energy and often it's also about attention span specifically and that's the part that I want to talk about today. Um, I'm obviously not an expert. I'm again just sharing from my own experience and you can take from that what feels good and just leave the rest. Um, I'll begin with um, a book that really inspired me, which is How to Break Up with Your Phone by Catherine Price. I think I read that in 2019, 
when I was first considering leaving Instagram after many years of being on there, oh, you know, more than an hour a day at least. And I also at that time first started to use an app that was telling me how much time I was spending on the different apps on my phone. And I found that on average, it was 10 hours a week on Instagram, which was really shocking. I had just moved to Scotland and I really had this super earthy, creative vision for this new chapter of my life, which I'm glad to say has now come to be. It's just been a bit of work, but I got there in the end, so that's great. And I had made this Pinterest board called Living the Middle-Aged Dream in Scotland, which featured a lot of um, landscape, a lot of craft projects, really good food, a lot of sheep, dark, moody skies, you know, everything that you would... Um, dream of having here and yeah so I, I was I was really busy I had just moved I was kind of still unpacking I was constantly on my phone and I didn't feel as grounded yet as I wanted to be and then those 10 hours were like wow where is that time really going and I think I had good reasons to in, to be on Instagram right in some ways it did feel connective and inspiring and um, it helped me feel in community with people and it helped me build my business. But 10 hours just felt way too much and um, I wanted that time back. I initially left for half a year just to kind of see how it felt. I deactivated my account and then at the beginning of 2020 I came back um, as the pandemic kicked off because I really felt like I wanted to shout into the void with other people and I, um, yeah, I couldn't be alone and that I, I needed to connect in that way um, so I came back but I also experimented with not having a smartphone and that was certainly really interesting it meant that I could only log into Instagram on my computer and it also meant that I didn't have all the messaging apps on my phone so the only messaging app um, my phone could have was WhatsApp um, but the problem with that was so it was like a really old button phone right it's pretty small screen black and white buttons and then it had whatsapp on it which was the only app like I said it also had google maps but that was completely unusable in my opinion um, but the trouble with whatsapp at the time was that when you opened the app on your computer it had to be open on your phone as well so whenever my phone died or it wasn't near I couldn't use um, whatsapp on my computer to message people which meant that i always had to use the tiny little fiddly buttons and i also couldn't record voice notes so that was really stressful as you can imagine um and i i think for my brain i really appreciated that pause of constantly being on a little you know screen and having all these options and all these apps but i've returned to using a smartphone <clears throat> for practical reasons for example because I do often get lost I'm not a big fan of leaving the house in the first place sometimes to be honest um, my mobility isn't that great and the last thing I need if I'm trying to go to an appointment is you know getting lost and not being able to use google maps so that is just not that's just not helpful for me um, but I have drastically decluttered my apps. I have um, still some communication apps on there, but I don't get uh, previews or notifications 
most of the time. So unless, uh, let's say, I'm waiting on someone and they might message me to say that they're running late or something or they need directions, I have my phone on a mode where I'm not getting notifications for messages, basically. Um, so I'm kind of intentional with when in the day I'm checking those and I get back to people in my own time. And that certainly in itself has also made a big difference. Now, I want to be totally honest, while I have not been on Instagram or any other social media for my business in years, I did have, I think for a year and a half or so, a private, really small Instagram account where, uh, yeah, it was private. I didn't really post anything, um, but I exchanged memes with my sister, for example, and I followed a few accounts that felt inspiring to me. Uh, now, initially, that felt like a really good compromise because I thought, you know, it is just a really big part of how we connect with the world and I don't want to be excluded from that completely. But this autumn, I really noticed, um, especially with things going on in the world, that I was really doom scrolling a lot again. And at the same time, I was noticing in my local area the things that are being organized in solidarity and protests. And I was really kind of holding the both end. Like I was seeing that I was doom scrolling off Instagram and trying to be engaged, thinking that, you know, I couldn't look away. But at the same time, I wasn't making time to be engaged with like local things that actually made a difference and uh, that I wanted to be a part of. And then I also, you know, as I'm making friendships in my area here, um, noticing how sometimes I would like meet a new person and add them on Instagram and get to know them because I'm so slow generally you know I don't have a ton of energy to meet people all the time uh, usually the process of getting to know someone new for me is quite slow and then there is there is this kind of in the absence of seeing each other connecting through Instagram and I was really noticing how it was a strange way in a way to have that sometimes be the first impression you get from people because the way we present ourselves on there is just often so different to how it actually feels to be in a body with another person in the same space. And again, for me, that's very both end because I've had so many years where really I was so homebound and technology was the only way to connect for me. Um, but then again, I also felt like I would rather make time, you know, on Signal or Telegram or WhatsApp even to send longer voice messages to people than to look at pictures that they publicly shared, you know, like that feels more meaningful and intimate to me. Um, and so all this to say, I deleted that little Instagram, uh, Instagram account three weeks ago. And so I have another week or so to change my mind until it's really, really permanently gone. And I think I'm just going to let it go. And um, yeah, I feel a sense of grief with that, which is like a strange thing to say, I guess. <clears throat> but I'm just acknowledging that it is the right choice for me. I am noticing that my brain feels better. I have more to give. I have more to say. I'm better able to dive into my hobbies and into my reading. But I'm also grieving this sense of, you know, being part of culture in that way and just knowing that so much of life seems to be happening on Instagram when I know in my heart that isn't really true. But I also do know that there will be things now that I'm not going to hear about unless someone specifically tells me. So if if there's something you think I should know, please tell me. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's where I'm at with social media at the moment. 
Um, I'm always looking at my phone and thinking about how it can become more minimal as well. So I'm using it in black and white mode, for example, because I heard that that's really less stimulating and overwhelming to our brains. And I do notice that being positive for me as well. And then I'm also asking myself and I, uh, inviting you to ask yourself the same, like, what do I really want from digital media? And how is that different from what I want from non-digital media? So I treated myself, when I let go of um, my Instagram account on um, uh, the full moon eclipse <clears throat> last month, I was kind of trying to make an offering. It was such a beautiful occasion. I was in a group ritual and I was like, I want to make an offering here. Like I want to give something to this moment and give something up to make space for something else. So I deleted the Instagram account and instead I got myself a subscription to the London Review of Books. Um, I haven't received a copy yet, but I'm really curious. It's just a little trial and uh, it's basically a magazine full of, um, a paper magazine, by the way, full of long form articles and essays. And yeah, I'm really curious to see how that will feel. Um, feels a bit adult and intellectual to me to sit in bed and read that because I haven't had like a paper magazine in so long. But um, yeah, I'm excited. I will report back. <laughs> um, but coming back to my question of like, what do I want from digital media really? Because obviously I'm still using the internet. I'm still checking the news. Um, sometimes I'm reading eBooks. Sometimes I'm getting PDFs. But there's always something, right? So I think in a way it's about knowing what's going on in the world, connecting with people and feeling attuned. But the question really for me has to be, what am I attuned to and at what pace and at what cost as well? So I don't have an answer, but that's <laughs> that's a question I wanted to share with you. In terms of reading at the moment, um, here is what I do. I have an account with World of Books, which is a UK-based uh, secondhand bookshop that's not owned by Amazon. And that is my main source of books. I allow myself a little book budget every month. And I really love this idea of building up this beautiful, loving, living library in my house. And I, I'm aware that I don't always read all the books I get cover to cover. I, I recognize that there's some of them I could donate and pass on. But I also really love sitting in bed and looking at this bookshelf and the abundance of ideas that I can kind of dip into as and when I can. Um, and I'm noticing with that that I when, I, when I, when I'm gentle with myself in that way, where I'm not like, you have to read a nonfiction book every day, every week, you know, cover to cover, then actually there's a sense of playfulness and I'm really building up that muscle of being able to sink into books more. In 2020, I remember not reading many books at all that year because I think my nervous system was so on fire that I just couldn't allow myself to really sink into a good story or a good nonfiction book that would take me somewhere else. I needed to constantly pick up my phone and be like, what's happening now? What's happening now? You know, do we have a vaccine now? <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> is my family still alive? And that that's not the space that you want to read in, but it's also really not sustainable. So I think coming out of that, I really needed to meet that with gentleness. I've rearranged my bookshelf many times and that really gives me joy because you know, my interests shift with the season and I'm just kind of always bringing the books to eye level that are most important to me 
for the next three months or so. And I love the sense of movement and creation in that. So that feels fun. I'm also really allowing myself to indulge more in my special interests. I was um, diagnosed as autistic, I think, a year and a half ago. And it really reframed the way I get excited about things, the way I love to learn, the way I um, view the world and allowing myself to, you know, really dive deeply into things that feel like special interest to me is almost like a beautiful practice of reparenting. And in the beginning, especially, I would sometimes or, or even years prior to my um diagnosis I would sometimes kind of feel a sense of shame almost about how earnestly excited I can get but how also sometimes I move on and get excited about the next thing before fully exhausting the first thing and I think with that I just need to acknowledge that firstly there's no way you can never know everything there is to know and as I'm again allowing myself gentleness with that I'm noticing that I always circle back to things because the subjects I'm interested in are deeply related to what I value in life and there's a permanence to that right obviously values also shift and change but I do think there's a more stable permanent foundation in what I'm curious about and passionate for and so while my special interests and curiosities kind of rotate a little bit they usually circle back and so having this little you know having a whole bookshelf for example on textile history love it so much will be with me for a lifetime whether or not I read in that part of my bookshelf every week or not so yeah there's a sense of dipping into things and building that muscle and then I'm also making time to work with my hands more so really bringing in slowness and cooking and carving and printmaking and stitching and with that what I find is helpful for my attention span is to have the things I want to pay attention to in uh, in my line of sight basically so I have these little uh, woven baskets near my bed and they hold my craft projects so they're not kind of cluttered all over the place I am quite a minimalist in my home but I have them within very easy reach and I look at them all the time even if I can't always make time to work on them and that feels really helpful as well um, I try to keep my supplies organized again because it can feel so overwhelming if you have a big craft stash and you open the drawer and you're just, oh my God, like there's all these different colors. Nothing is organized. Where do I even begin? If I want to make a little embroidery, I first have to find the needle and then the color and then the loop, the hoop and all of that. And so I don't know if that sounds boring to you, but for me, with every season that turns, I really, you know, spend a day deeply organizing all that stuff, thinking about the projects I might want to work on that season and making sure that when I have time and energy, I don't have to lose all my attention to kind of setting myself up. That's all already done and that's really helpful. Yeah. I'm also thinking about long form content, you know, shifting my attention away from um, flashy short form platforms like Instagram or even the news to um, longer essays on Substack, for example, or longer podcast interviews that really add something to my understanding of a situation rather than just bombarding my brain with really traumatizing images in a way that feel 
like they're making me feel helpful, helpless rather than um, in solidarity and informed in some way. Um, and yeah, I, I think through the pandemic, I've really built some more friendships in which very long voice notes are very common. I love recording them. I love receiving them. And um, I love the asynchronous, asynchronous nature of like, you know, letting someone hear your voice and just hitting record and letting the stream of consciousness come. But at the same time, not having the pressure of being on a phone call where it's so immediate and you might not have time to really think about it. So often I receive a voice note, I listen to it on a walk, and then maybe I'll sit in the front garden for a moment and really kind of ponder what's been said and then, uh, you know, let, let it rest for a little bit and then reply the next day or something. And that feels really wonderful and really gentle on my attention span. Sometimes what I really find helpful is also accountability. So I co-work with people on Zoom, for example, with my friend Jade. Hi, Jade. We have like an hour, usually on a Wednesday morning, where we write together and that feels so nice. Um, this week, for example, unfortunately, I had to do something else, but, um, you know, I got stuff done that is usually hard to do. And I think sometimes when attention span is short and we feel really frazzled, just being together on Zoom to get something done that feels meaningful to you can be so beautiful. Um, Jade also shared this idea of an ideal week with me in a zine. I love their zines. And uh, yeah, that was interesting to think about really about commitments and, you know, where do we leave our attention? And is that just about time or also about what's coming in and how? And maybe there are people or situations or certain forms of media that just leave us feeling more frazzled than others, even if they take up the same technical amount of space, right? The quality is often different. And I think that's really cool to pay attention to. And then, yeah, so hopefully between those things, thinking about technology and social media, um, thinking about what you want from digital stuff, thinking about reading and your interests and how you meet them, letting yourself build up that muscle of reading, maybe hand-making some more, thinking about long-form content and conversations as well as your ideal week. Oh God, what was the beginning of that sentence? That was long. Anyway, I hope between all these different things, there's something there that you want to think about a little bit more. And I hope that it opens up some more space for you to dive into subjects that you love or build up your creative or ritual practice as we go into winter. I am crossing my fingers for you over here. Thank you so much for listening. Please join me on Substack if you like. I would love to have you there. Bye.